This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Jessie, no, we're not doing this, doll. Yes, I know I'm a beast, but it's fine. Loves a vindaloo, shit on your dick. It's coming out both ends and I can't help it. I'm just a bloody Switzerland girl, okay? Maybe drink less. (laughs) Nah, that is so unladylike. All right, it's Monday again and it's school holidays. Not only is it school holidays, but the Queen went and died. She went and died and now we have a public holiday on a Thursday, which is podcast recording day and I just think it was a shit decision by the government. Ding dong, the Queen is dead. And uh, so I have invited another Queen in to replace her, my friend Jessie, better known as Passion Pop Mammy on Instagram. Now, Jessie has spoken about identity as an Indigenous Australian and Indian babe on previous Journey to Worthy events. But I invited Jessie today because if you've ever been to an event and she's there, you'll know she is, she's a time. She is fun with a capital F. And if there's water at the venue, she'll be in it. Fully clothed, doesn't matter. Kelly, the island rooftop pool deck, she's in the water. She's in the pool. Rain, hail, shine, she's there. She's the absolute life of a party, but she's also one of the kindest people. So I recently had a bad experience and I had to cancel some things and – you know, I had to, I didn't want to cancel some things, but I had to, and I had to let people know, six people to be exact. I didn't expect nor want anyone to ask how I was or any of that. Like I just wanted to send the email and like, mm, done, that's done, over. But out of the six people, Jesse rang. Like, no, I lied, Jules rang too, but Jesse and Jules. But when Jesse rang, the first thing she said was, yeah, yeah, no, I don't care about anything else. Are you okay? <laughs> and I just, I don't know, that, that has stuck with me because that was just one of the kindest things that someone's done. Like to actually give a shit to be cry. No, but like you are the real deal, and mm. that meant the world to me. So thank you. I mean, it's it's a human experience, right? Yeah, but we people don't do this. that anymore. And that's that's one of the things that we're talking about influence today and fake friendships. And that's one of those things where we've met in very through various influencer thingies yeah um but that our friendship is genuine and that to me was just like wow like you're yeah it meant a lot to me Aww. and it made me very happy so thank you <laughs> anyway come on that's enough it's enough enough emotion <laughs> um so she's one in a million welcome cowgirl hat loving jesse She's a wallflower for those listening. She's very subtle. She's dressed in a leather jacket with pink, uh, purple feathered top, <laughs> diamantes under her eyes, big hoop earrings, the curly hair. She's got it all going on. She's really quiet and um, subtle. And it, look, she she's did actually girl. say, she did say that she was a bit nervous because she's got no filter. I'm like, Dal, <laughs> you're on the right podcast. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. Here we go. How are you, bitch? I'm. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I'm all right. Yeah, that's um, happened. I hate to be like nah, the negative person. It's all right. We don't do toxic positivity here. Be negative. Navigating life, man, and uh, just figuring out what I want to do. Yeah, when you grow up. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm never going to grow up. No, look, look, you don't have to. 42 this year, um, still an actual child, yeah. um, but only figured out what I wanted to do when I grow up a couple of years ago. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm fine with never knowing. Yeah. I think that's a part of the journey. Yes. And I don't foresee myself sticking to one thing for the rest of my life because Good. I don't stick to things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm late for everything and I'm late to leave as well. So. <laughs> last to arrive, last to leave. I enjoy that. Yeah. Oh, I am well, always late. <laughs> speaking of um, partying, being la- last to leave, this is going to uh, – segue nicely into your so unladylike moment oh my god it's so unladylike so jessie has two I, I, she's told me the first one so tell us tell us um tell us your first unladylike moment what's the tell us what the jessie is oh <laughs> so <laughs> my friends and i have coined a phrase uh called the jessie um and it happened it used to happen over like a lot but it only happens occasionally now as I've gotten older and I know how to handle my alcohol um I don't know how to handle my alcohol what are you talking about um so basically the Jesse is after a big night on frozen margaritas 
the next morning I'll be going to the bathroom, doing my thing, um, doing a little poop, and all of a sudden I will need to do a big vom bomb. So I just go and it's sit in the shower and it's coming out both ends. <laughs> it is, it's giving me gastro vibes. Yeah, it's coming out both ends and I can't help it. Oh my and God. I think it, oh, like before I just tried to lean in, but I got thick thighs on the <laughs> toilet, so it's just not going to work. So I thought the, t- the shower was the best option. <laughs> Can you remind me to never shower at your place? <laughs> Trust. I've got an ensuite. You don't need to go in there. It's a bit messy. Um, I wouldn't let anyone bleach. in there anyway. Bleach is good. Yeah. Bleach does everything anyway. Yeah. Oh, my God. You poor thing. Maybe drink less. <laughs> no. Nah. <laughs> Lasts about an hour and then I'm over it. So then I'm over it. That's an hour out of my oh day. My it's God. fine. Um, now, what's your second one? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I love that you've given us two, um, yeah. and I don't doubt for a second that you could have given us ten. Oh, I could give you. I'm the most unladylike person you'll ever fucking meet. <laughs> Did you just get coffee in your eye? Okay, <laughs> it's just splashed and got me in the eye. Oh, memories. And it's tea, English <laughs> breakfast for the queen. <laughs> I'm very well versed in getting shit in my eyes. <laughs> Actual shit no, while you're vomiting not it. Shit. Um, my are you talking second... about cum? What? Oh, did I just take it somewhere? Yeah, yeah you're talking about cum? cum. Yeah. Do you know you can get pink eye? Like you can actually get um, an infection in your eye from sperm because the membrane of your eye is the same as the membrane of an egg. The so the sperm up. tries to enter. They're trying to fertilize my eyeball. That's trying to fertilize your eyeball. <laughs> and then you cry baby eyes. <laughs> Stop and that's it. why people get like an infection and pink eye from it. That's wild. Yeah, I know. Imagine. I know. Imagine that. What's wrong with your eye? Well, uh, someone oh, tried to fertilize it. <laughs> I've got to get an abortion on my eye. <laughs> Fuck you, America. I want an abortion <laughs> in my eye. Jesus. All right. Next one. Sorry. I um, took yeah. it straight to come. <laughs> I could talk about come for a long time. Um, second one is uh, we had curry for dinner. This guy that I was seeing. <laughs> Uh, one of the guys I was seeing. Um, and it's just like not a good day. Yeah. Not a good curry. <laughs> not a good curry either. Yeah, vindaloo, but it was like not very good. Okay. So. Um, bit of food poisoning? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, a little um, bit of salmonella. And I felt a little bit funny, but I was like, nah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll just go to the bathroom before. So I went to the bathroom and I was like, yeah, it's fine. Like I had a little bit of poopies, but, you know, I thought I got rid of it. And like I cleaned myself and I made sure I was ready to go. Anyway, we started having sex. (laughs) You don't have to whisper it, darling. This is the podcast. We We started started having sex. We started fucking. (laughs) (laughs) We started doing the deed. And um, all of a sudden I could smell something. And I was (gasps) like, oh, what's I didn't feel myself do anything. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> I was like, is that me or is that him? Like, did he just fart or? And I was like, I'll just keep going. I was like, back shots. Like, <laughs> and then, like, he pulls out and he's like, well, I go like this, but it's definitely like this for my ass. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, are you bleeding? And I was like, no. And then I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh my God. I like have severe diarrhea. <laughs> and it, like it was because it was so watery. He's just like, what's going on? Like it didn't look like shit. It didn't look like anything. It was just super watery. And when I tell you, I have never been so fucking mortified in my life. Because one, I didn't feel it. Yeah. So I'm like, did I fucking prolapse? Like what the fuck's going on? You didn't on? even feel it we, come out? Yeah. And we weren't even having anal. Like what's going on? <laughs> my God. And then two, I was like. Where the fuck did this happen? Like, yeah. And so I just like went straight to the shower and I started like crying because I was like. He's going like, to know now. Yeah. He's going to know that yeah. he's got shit on his dick. <laughs> yeah, shit dick. Um, and I was just so like mortified and I just like couldn't believe it. But props to him because he came into the shower and he just started like hugging me and he's like, it's fine Aww. this stuff happens like shit happens shit happens <laughs> and like i've never felt like I'd, i've never felt so mortified but i'd never felt so confident in my life oh and did you both scrub <laughs> yeah thank you yeah God, i just need to, i Cleaned don't like poo. the shit out of myself. literally yeah yeah and then we just cuddled the rest of the night it was Aww. just really nice was he but- like put a nappy on you <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. He's like, I'm going to stay, but yeah. I want to be the little spoon. But, like, I just, 
just, I think in any other situation, if I hadn't been comforted like that, I think I would have held on to that for a really long, long time. time. Yeah. But I think because he was so lovely about it and like cleaned me and stuff like that. Can like, we just say it's nice to hear a nice story about oh, a man? hundred percent. Right? It's you nice don't get to them hear, very often. You don't get them very often. And, and if I think, I think about like the other guys I was seeing at the time. If it had been them, <sighs> different story. But like shit does literally happen and um, – but what are you going to do? It's a human yeah. bodily function. 100%. And clearly you had no control. You didn't even yeah. feel it. We've got yeah. to talk about that. Yeah. Well. Maybe less use of the butt plug <laughs> stuff if you're not feeling it coming out. <laughs> no, I think just because it was like so like I had severe like it was probably severe food poisoning. I would say I so. About it. But yeah, it was just a horrible but incredible experience. Yeah. Yeah, good. We found a silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Good. Well, there's there's one good man in the world. <laughs> if you're going to shit on anyone's dick, make it his. <laughs> All right. So today's topic, Jess, is influences. Now, why, you may ask. You didn't, but you might. So I'll answer. So there's a couple of reasons. One is that it has just kept, in the last couple of weeks, it has just kept coming up in conversations yeah. with businesses that I've been speaking to, but also with friends. And you don't really hear about it anywhere. People are so nervous about talking about these things or pissing off the wrong people 100%. or, you know, being you too so politically correct. And now. it's so easy to do that now, yeah. right? Um, but I guess we're kind of not afraid to do that here. So. <laughs> Opinions are opinions and obviously as long as you're not hurting anybody, um, I think it's important to talk about these things. So that's the other thing that too is that we talk about issues affecting women here and social media is arguably a huge source of insecurity but also comfort yeah. for women. So let's establish that Jesse and I aren't influencers in the traditional sense that it's not our full-time job. We have lives outside of content creation but we both have worked with brands and do work with brands, but it doesn't form the basis of our job, our livelihood. Yeah. Um, so the term influencer has really only been used in the past decade and only was added to the dictionary in 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's I know. Wild. It's in the dictionary. <laughs> what a world. What a world. So it's a relatively new career and job, which it is for people, a career and a job. Um, and when you look at it for what it is, a career or a job, then followers are customers. Mm-hmm. And uh, or potential customers. So an influencer's job is to get people invested in their life and to not only follow but stay following and to build trust, to build community for engagement <laughs> and sales for brands because sales for one brand will lead to um, a, a deal with another brand, right, because you can show that you've got a good history. Um, they want you to feel like your friend, use their affiliate codes and essentially make money off of that inverted commas friendship. The consumer does feel a kin kinship, almost like, you know, when you've got a favorite celebrity and you feel like when they die, you cry and you feel like you knew them and you feel like they're a part of you and you had this connection with them. But you fit with influencers. I feel like people feel like they know this person on an intimate level, but the relationship's one-sided, mm -hmm. completely one-sided. You know what they had for lunch, how many kids they have, if someone in their family has just died or had a baby and um, when they poo, yeah. like what, how many bowel movements they have in a day. <laughs> just ask Jessie. Yeah, or when they shit on dick or when they've had sex. <laughs> but they know nothing about you and because it's not a friendship. Mm -hmm. It's not a friendship. It's made to feel that way for, for a purpose uh, and that purpose for them is purely monetary. So if you unfollowed them, they'd never notice and you'd never find out about their next poo. So it would end. That friendship would end essentially when you unfollow them. Is there something wrong with that? No, it's a job. And many influencers do create actual communities or contribute positively online. So let's be clear and preface this first that we are talking in general, you know, not all influencers, not all men. <laughs> We just want to put that out there now. There's obviously exceptions to the rule all the time, but we are going to be talking about the majority or even specific cases, um, depending on what's come through on the question box. But we want to be honest and we want to talk about what it really is because this is an area of the world that does affect women in a huge way. And it is a career that little girls and little boys and want to grow up and become. You know, so we need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, hundred percent. What do you What do you think about that? What's your take on the um the communities really being the one sided 
friendship? I think coming from both a business perspective as well as a personal perspective, mm-hmm. I've sort of seen both sides. Yep. So I was one of, in the company that I work with, I was one of the first social media managers. Yeah. And so that was way back in the early two, like 2000. Probably around 2010, 12. Yeah. yeah. So I was one of the first and within our company yeah. to have like a fully fledged social media role. So, of course, because that wouldn't have existed. No. Nah. Yeah. So I've sort of seen a turnabout within a business perspective. I see influencers as one of the easiest, cheapest ways of marketing. Yeah. It, you are a marketing um, tool. Yeah. <laughs> You're a marketing tool. That's what yeah. you are. And I think when you understand that and you when you understand that is your job, then obviously that's going to draw a line between creating friendships or mm-hmm. that one-sided friendship. Yeah. From a personal point of view, I want to get to know people within yeah. who are within my community. I try to make an effort. I'm not very good with replying back to people at all. Yeah. I have the craziest life. So actually sitting down and like responding to people really drains the energy that I don't have. So that's boundary setting though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's really important for me that when I do post or when I do things, it's something that people can relate to or it's something that – people would find cool and that's my sort of way of communicating. See, and I think that's the difference because you've got a full-time job outside of influencer work and I think that's where there is that difference. There's not, I guess, that stress to really, you know, contrive content and everything be content because your your paycheck that week relies on it or for the engagement to be at a certain level or a certain percentage or – I mean, I know that's something I used to worry about a lot. Oh, 100%. Like that was like for a point in time there, I was like, maybe I should be taking this more seriously. This could be a profitable career for myself. Mm-hmm. But then there's that transverse effect where it's like, I kind of want to make it in the business industry as much as like it's fun. Yeah. I want to sort of have a set career in a company I love working with brands like I love having that formidable work where I can showcase a portfolio of branding and of that kind of I love helping brands. So you're working in something you enjoy already yeah so this is just an extra you know yeah and it's my creative output because I can do whatever the fuck I want on my Instagram without the repercussions or without having to abide by rules or without having to like you need to post like this you need to put up four stories. I know um when I first started on Instagram and I felt that real pressure to have the engagement numbers and for me um, influencing full-time is definitely not something that I would be comfortable doing simply for the fact that now when brands approach me, I explain um, and I set boundaries because I, I, and I explain to them that my community means more to me than anything and I will never do anything that will dilute the message that I'm trying to get out there. Yeah. Um, and if anything's going to be a risk to that, I don't care how much you offer to pay, it's, it's not worth it. Uh, whereas when it's your full-time career, you've got to take almost every opportunity. It's your job. Like yeah. you need to get paid. Yeah. Um, so you're out there. It, it, beca- it can become inauthentic and repetitive and you know, so uh, same as you, I can understand both sides yeah. um, and it is a it is a choice and it must be really hard though because you do need to create content that is going to get the clicks and get the likes and get people engaging so that you've got that engagement rate that appeals to brands and then you can charge more. Yeah, my engagement rate is horrible. Well, th- I, see, I don't – I stopped – caring so much yeah because the dms come through and i know it's reaching people yeah and the people that need to see it are seeing it yeah um and i also know how contrived a lot of content is for likes um and i'm happy to have lower likes or lower engagement in that sense um but know that it's authentic content and it's not just being made for clickbait well look i put um i put a anonymous question slash confessions box on uh, Not Gonna Lie and I'm going to read you some. Here we go. When people are anonymous, they really spill the tea, hey, when they're not – because this is the thing. People are afraid of backlash. 
they're afraid of backlash. They're afraid of saying something that's going to piss someone off. And then you can see what happens on social media where if you call out someone with a large following, their followers come and attack you. So people are afraid of this. Um, and, of I course, people once. don't want to put their communities offside, right? Mm. What do you mean you didn't want to go back? I go did back, the go. not going to – the, oh, the, the box. anonymous. But here's our first confession. Here we go. I'm an influencer with a confession. You know those ask me anything question boxes. I wrote, <laughs> I write most of the questions to myself, laughing emoji. <laughs> it provides a lead for me to mention a sponsored product. <gasps> Whoa. So look, I'm not surprised by that. I've always suspected. Oh, no, I fucking always. do some of them sometimes. Yeah, you've done it? Yeah, hell ask, yeah. ask yourself a question, you yeah, mean? Yeah, just to start it off so that people will start asking we'll encourage- questions. Yep. Love it. And it'll just be something basic like, what's your favourite movie at the moment? And I'll be like, oh, knowing oh. I fucking asked myself. Thanks for asking, Tom. <laughs> but it's just like that one question so it doesn't look like Kick you're not getting it. anything. And then people are like, oh, I want to know this and this like that. But then I just stop fucking doing them because yeah. – how many questions do people have to ask? Oh, and if you have a, a question, inf- just message me, bro. Yeah, a lot of influencers do it um, weekly and I see um, I see a lot of the, wow, guys, I get asked this a lot. Um, and I'm like, no, you don't. You wrote that question to yourself. Like I've always had an inkling. So yeah. this is nice to hear it from someone. Um, <coughs> but the sponsored I did- one is a bit shady. Not going to yeah. lie. But, I mean, if you've got to get the message out there and you've got to get paid, go for gold. Smart, smart. So this leads me to the result. I had put a poll up on um, at Jenny to wear the official in stories asking people questions about influencers. So 85% of people said that they don't think influencers are honest. Hmm? So, I mean – so uh, it depends uh, on the, you, it depends on the influencer. Well, um, another anonymous message stated that they believed in influencers until they found out that someone swearing a particular shampoo helped her hair grow had extensions. Stop! <laughs> like why would stop? No. Can you imagine? Look how hair my thick. Look how thick my hair got. Use this product extensions. That's horrible. Yeah. I mean, it's not horrible, but like also. No, it is horrible. It's, it's disingenuous. It's not okay. I mean, t- in my opinion, it should be illegal. But that's the thing, right? Brands have, brands and companies have to abide by laws mm-hmm. and have to abide by consumerism laws. Why doesn't that still apply to, and it's starting to, but why doesn't that apply as much to, again, an influencer who is essentially a part of a business i'd I'd be pissed if i was the brand yeah. i would be so pissed and i would never work with them again because if you're flicking through a magazine i mean who does, does that anymore but if you're flicking through a magazine and there's a l'oreal ad mm. um and it will have you know in fine print dramatized for you know like a mascara ad or something they'll say it's a dramatization like yeah. it's been enhanced for yeah. or touched up or whatever um i yeah i if you have got extensions and you've used the shampoo just say that yeah. you know it is disingenuous and it is because people are going to believe that. That's what I mean. And that's and not it okay. it sucks, dude. Yeah. Okay. A well-known influencer was at the airport and I literally watched them refilm The Amazing Reunion three times. Stop. To get the shot right. Like literally they would run, hug, cry, watch it back, nope, then go back and refilm. <laughs> Far out. That again. But I don't think that's just influencers. I'm going to put that out there. I know people who are not influencers. Yeah, okay. Who are just everyday people who will record their reaction. Oh, no, no, no. Let's do it again. And it's just because we inherently as human beings care so much about how other people perceive us and how we're perceived in an environment that is not controlled by us. But why are they, if they're not, if they're not content creators, why are they filming reactions to anything anyway? Well, just a reaction to, like, I mean, just a reaction to a product that they bought or, like, something spicy or, like, you know, something. Wow. It's, I just don't think that's primarily just influencers yeah. because I've seen it many times done before with people who don't even have a following. Wow. We, well, this particular case they said influencer, yeah. so I that's think, interesting. Like, we all sort of have that deep down like yeah. we want to be liked or we want to be seen a certain way. Uh, how many times did I say, oh, I just got this in the mail? Yeah. Like I think we can. But this is, 
fake crying yeah, and running bit, towards someone. I agree with what I think you're put saying. Put the phone down and enjoy. Have life. your fucking reunion. But imagine, like it, it's for me that one. That's the thing that stands out is the run, hug, cry. Watch it back. Mm. No, let's run, hug, cry again. Like, how yeah. can you? Yeah. Who can turn it on and off like that? And imagine, like, are they completely oblivious to people being around witnessing this happening? (laughs) How embarrassing. I don't think they are. At that point, I don't think they care. Okay, I've got another one. Okay. This one, my friend admitted to already knowing she was pregnant but redoing a test to film for content and crying and acting like it was the greatest surprise. Give her an Oscar, honestly. So this to me is, this is moving into leveraging experiences and, and pain a lot of people do for clicks and engagement Mm. and I guess that brings us back to creating that sense of intimacy with their followers so the followers become invested in them Um, and that it's quite contrived and you do see it with loss as well uh, that people influencers in general um, not people because people who aren't online don't film that sort of stuff yeah yeah um, do leverage pain and heartbreak for views and yeah. clicks and that that sits with me morally and ethically I don't yeah. think that's great um but I guess that the onus is on the followers I guess as well to, and it's like, to be aware you have to just like take it as it is we don't know if their reaction was exactly the same and so they're just doing the exact same thing as what their original reaction is Jesse. <laughs> Jesse, no, we're not doing this, Dal. No, Dal, we're not doing it. She'd done a pregnancy test. Yeah. She knew she was pregnant. Yeah. Then obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah all right. Yeah, then yeah, fucking I talk about it, it Jesse. Oh, I get it. We don't, you don't, this is why we're talking about it, right? Yeah. Because we're so worried about, oh, yeah, but, oh, yeah, but. Yeah, why can't 100%. we just, you said, what but about, see, let's I just see everything. it, let's just see it for what it is, right? Someone's found out they're pregnant and then gone, I've got to re-record this for content purposes yeah. to share with my followers, make them feel like they are doing a pregnancy test with me. Yeah. Now I'm going to they're gasp and cry journey. and act all surprised, but yeah. I already knew I was pregnant. Yeah. It's, it's fake. It's disingenuous. And it's okay to say that that and to say that it's disingenuous, it's fucking bullshit. Um, There's a way you can do it better. Or not do it at all. Yeah. I keep everything like personal and my close friends. Like I, that's where I feel comfortable of like these are the people that I have been following me for a while. They may not necessarily be very close to me, but I have created sort of a group of like people that, I know have followed me for a while who consistently engage in my content. So that's a bit different. Close friends are great for that. Yeah. But I think faking real yeah. life experiences. Yeah. 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 That to me is a bit fucked. There's a bit of And a I'm line. gonna say it, it's a bit fucked. And yes, again, I prefaced this at the beginning. So it's okay, we've prefaced it, Jesse. It's not all influencers. <laughs> I'm just a bloody Switzerland girl, okay? Oh, look, we both have friends who are influencers as their full-time jobs. Like our friends will be listening to this. They know yeah. like if this is offensive to someone, then the shoe fits. Mm. Right? If there's an influencer listening and they're nodding along, it doesn't fit. That They're obviously not doing these things. So they're not, you know, they're, yeah. they're more genuine. Yeah. But I always say if someone says something and the shoe fits, you got to look at what you're doing. Yeah, it's not handy. us. We're just speaking truths. Handy. Um, another one, I'm an influencer and I loathe the influencer events, but I go and post and act like we are all the best of friends and I, I ensure I'm featured in as many stories as possible. We aren't real friends in the sense that we catch up only, uh, we catch up, only when we see each other for content and events. It's essentially networking. So the poll I did online, 78% of people think the friendships are fake as fuck and all for clout and reshares. Yeah. Now, again, we can discuss variables, but I don't I don't want to just be Switzerland all the time because yeah, um, like, yes, I, as, as we've both established, we have friends who are influencers who, who are, we are friends in real life and don't just go to me, events. You and got think, me moving around. Yeah, I'm good. I'm got you sweating. <laughs> now, no Switzerland. All right. Yeah. Do you know what I said to someone once? I don't know. I'm, I'm Sweden on it. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, you mean Switzerland? I'm like, I knew it started with an S. <laughs> Bloody idiot. Um, so obviously there's variables there. Mm-hmm. 
there's friends who are genuine friends inside and outside of events, but also it is essentially networking and yeah. it is their job. Oh, so it's kind of smart to do as well. And you profit off other people's following. Yeah. Exactly. Like, why do you think people share other people? Why do you think you see a lot of collaborating? <laughs> I think, like, friendships-wise, I struggle. I struggled a lot with, especially in the beginning because I do have quite a big personality mm-hmm. and I do make myself known. And some people get put offside by that. And I, I completely understand. I've had it my whole entire life, whether it be being a big girl or being a big personality, I've always sort of been on the outer. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I'm friends with a lot of people. But I used to be a quantity person and not a quality person. Yeah. And I found that so lonely. Yeah. And I I still feel lonely, obviously. Like you sometimes look at these big friendship groups and especially in the But influencer. this is why we're talking about it because there's going to be people listening who see these big friendship groups yeah. and think that everyone's friends, that they have these friendships offline and that their feelings of loneliness, yeah. oh, if I can just become an influencer, if I can just get no. in this group, then I will have these friendships. And that's why I think it's important to talk about it and not be Switzerland on these no. things because... Well, this is something that I'm definitely not Switzerland on. Yeah. I created a following and... That following does not bring you friendships. No. It does not bring you good people Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. It brings you people that are not in it for your best interests. Yeah. But it also can bring you people like Shani. Yeah. Because I met her through Instagram. Yeah. So I think it's one and the same. You have the good and you have the bad. And whatever comes, you have to be prepared for it. Yeah. Because I was not prepared for it. No. And I was not prepared to feel like, feel so lonely and so overwhelmed this was at a point where I had 10k followers and I was like why do I not like I thought this was meant to be fulfilling and I thought I was meant to be creating these lifelong friendships you were sold that lifestyle Mm -hmm. and this is one of the things that um you know it, it is a lifestyle that is sold to people and people want to go to events and be in the vicinity of other influencers so they can I guess by association get that lifestyle too yeah we're trying to i guess it's great that these influencers have anonymously confessed these things because it's revealing that it's it's as fake it's as fake as what you you know maybe your gut's telling you it is it is it's it's not necessarily all true yes there's exceptions we've established that there's exceptions but the majority is it's networking it's business they're fake yeah friendships that if instagram didn't exist these people wouldn't catch up um, I remember I came to a Gold Coast event and it was for a, quite a big brand. Yeah. And it was like at this amazing bar and like it was – I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Like I'm going to meet all these people and there were some big fucking names there. And as soon as I walked in the room, I noticed I was the only plus-size person there. Oh. And if I hadn't known that before, I think I definitely would have stepped back a little bit. But – I was so fucking nervous going into an event where I knew no one was plus. But I had such an interesting experience because people came up to me and talked Mm. to me more than what I'd ever experienced at a plus size event. Really? Which was so, honestly, so it put me back. Okay, because this is interesting because one of the confessions was, um, I'm in the Curve community and it's actually really toxic. That was what one of the one of the things that came through. Yeah, um, I'm not in the curve community, so I can't. I think speak from that. I've been in the community for a really long time, and I've met so many different people from different areas. And I think one thing that I find disappointing is, as much as it's very we're meant to be promoting inclusivity, there are a lot of exclusionary factors. I mean, give Australian Fashion Week, for example. Mm. There are so many plus-size people of colour that could have been invited that Mm. weren't. Mm -hmm. And that... So you're saying the the, um, curve community is very white? I I think it's... It is quite white and mm-hmm. we should be uplifting. Can we be honest? The influencer Influencers uh, in, in general, general are so white. And if you go to an influencer event, it will mostly be straight-sized white women. 100%. And that in itself is a problem. And it's just like when I first came in here and I was worried about the chair mm-hmm. from uh, like me being able to fit in this chair. Jessie walked in and the first thing she said was, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit in that chair. Yeah. Yeah. But 
I, I'm not relating and I'm not saying it's the exact same thing, but it would just be like a person of colour walking into a room yep. being like, I'm the only person of colour. Yeah. I walk into a room noticing straight away I'm the only plus size person. Yeah. And it's just that's something that not a, a lot of influencers have to deal with. Yeah, you're right. They go to an event and they're like, yeah, this person, this person, oh, I can go there, I can go there. I go into an event and I look at the chairs. I'm like, I mm, can't sit on that. Mm-hmm. Can I get someone to get me another chair, please? I've got a really big ass. Yeah. And I phrase it in a funny way, but it's kind uh, look, of humiliating. Humor's, humor's my coping mechanism yeah, too, obviously too. for different reasons, but, yeah, it's my 100% yeah. helps me. And yeah. so, like, that's my coping mechanism of not just – the influencers themselves, but the people inviting the influencers as well need to be aware. Um, I think uh, one of the other questions was, do you think all influencers are the same? And this brings us to, um, no, I think at these events, I think the ones that are highlighted are all very much the same. Um, But social media is the only way that you can control what you see and diversify what you see on your feed and and see a diverse range of models and marketers, I guess. Um, And a a recent study revealed that 40% of consumers are fatigued by repetitive influencer content and it's just not working the way it used to. And I had a meeting with a business and they um, told me that they had worked with arguably one of the biggest influencer and media personalities in Australia at the moment and it generated no sales and it cost an absolute bomb. It's definitely not as cheap as it used to be. Marco influencers, yes, but the bigger, you know, influencer celebrities, it's, you know, you're dropping 10 grand for stories and it's not generating sales. Um, And another brand told me that it used to work, but it's just not working anymore because people don't trust. So I found online that 3% of consumers are now being influenced to purchase by celebrities, only 3%. So my poll was 50-50 where people were like, yep, I get influenced every time and 50% of people are like, no, I don't trust anything they have to say. I still get influenced online, particularly with fashion. I because get influenced I, all the fucking time. Yeah, I can see it on someone. Skincare, no. Cleaning products, no. Mm. If I am being inundated by influencers promoting a product, then I instantly know that they've used influencer marketing and that I this is their full-time job. I can't possibly – I just yeah. can't trust that, that Anyone it's necessarily has... authentic. Yeah. Um, but um, especially with fashion because you can see it on someone. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit – a oh yeah, bit easier. I I look at a fashion item on like a celebrity or someone that I know, and I do fucking research if they haven't <laughs> labeled it, and I wait and I go through the comments, thousands of comments, especially with Cardi B. Like whenever she wears something, I'm like looking through every Who's single it by? Who's comment. It by? Yeah, where is this from? And someone will have done the research. And it's like the, like the perfume yes. Rihanna smelt good. Someone commented once. And oh, then, Rihanna yeah, does yeah, smell yeah, good. Yeah. Apparently. Oh, did you know? You yeah, spoke to her. Yeah, I, I know, babe. I know Rihanna. <laughs> Um, and the last one is I am legit shook at how harm some of the bigger Aussie influencers have a following. Monotone, boring, same, same content. Also, can they stop whinging about how hard their life is from a sponsored holiday abroad? <laughs> Look, I think many influencers jumped on in, during 2013. So before the algorithm changed, their following grew pretty quickly. Um, and again, followers remain loyal because they're invested in this person and invested in um, the relationship they think that they potentially have with someone. But um, I I think regarding follower count, one of the questions on the poll was, do you think that people's following are genuine or that they're bought? And a lot of people didn't know that you could even buy followers. <sighs> now, let me tell you, for the record, some of the biggest influencers in Australia – have bought following. Mm. Some of those bought them to get over a million. They wanted to get a million Mm. and you'll continually see it drop and then go back up to a million, drop and go back up to a million because they're purchasing them because they base their worth and their value on how many followers they have or what their engagement is. People can buy likes. Yeah. They can buy views. So if you're looking at someone – I guess the message at the end of the day is um, if you're – it's a job. If you enjoy seeing someone's content and you're looking at their content daily, support them. By you know, um, engaging even, in their paid paid promotions—that's mm. the least you can do, in my opinion. When you're you know taking on free content, but on the other hand, if you don't like their content, you don't trust them. Find their content boring. Unfollow. Yeah, like unfollow. But even going back to the like finding a lot mm. of influencers the same or monotone, blah blah blah. I like to think of it again from a business perspective. How are you going to sell an open house? You do it up in a way that most people can see their furniture or Mm. their way of doing things in that house. So that's just like you've got an influencer – 
who may be monotone, who may not be as interesting as other people, but that is a perfect candidate for brands to jump on board with. Okay. Because they can dress it in their product and showcase the product over the person. So they're more moldable in that sense. 100%. Whereas you or I, when we work with a brand, we're like, yep, I understand what the deliverables are, but I am not doing a script. I will not do a script. I will be trying the product for a month before I'm promoting it. Being being Curve, I have so many people asking me to promote fucking floral dresses or that's not how you dress aren't bodycon and you could take one look at my page and know that that would be, never be something that would be seen in so i think it, again people are trying like some brands are trying but they're looking for that blank canvas yeah okay. and that's not to say that all of the main celebrities don't have a our influencers don't have a personality but look at kim kardashian biggest influencer in the world she's fucking batshit boring yeah you're right she's so monotone too <laughs> you're right and so she yeah. is a canvas that Obviously, Blank she's canvas. got a perfect body, like everything she's built and made herself to be a blank canvas that yeah. showcases the item over herself. Yeah, she's a blank canvas. She can pick up other and culturally appropriate other cultures as she sees fit. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Kim Kardashian <laughs> at all. <clears throat> um, look, and I think the other thing that this person mentioned was can they stop complaining when they're on their paid <laughs> trips abroad? Um, yeah. Look, privilege is strong um, in the influencer community. They, uh, there white is, privilege. Yeah, white privilege. Good point. Um, there is very much that sense of luxury and designer handbags and holidays and um, all these things that, are possibly paid for or being paid. I mean, I know someone who's an influencer who not. I was. I thought they'd received a holiday in exchange for posting about it. Mm. They received a holiday and got paid to post about what a great time 100%. they were having. And a lot of the time they're not having a great time anyway. But it's just like that pressure too. But yeah, at the end of the day, it is a job. But my friend calls it um, the circle jerk of Instagram. Mm. So the <laughs> the circle jerk. We're all. The um, influencers just jerk each other off mm. and it's fake as fuck. But see, that I've lost friends from that. From what? From the circle from jerk? From the circle jerk theory. I I don't put it out there and it's not a big thing, but I will only promote <laughs> people of colour or people with disability or like just genuine inclusion on my stories. Yeah. I won't post other influencers. I won't post actively like reshare their stuff. Um, just because if I've got a platform, I'd rather give a voice Elevate to the other people that yeah. deserve it. Yeah. Um, not saying that they don't deserve it, but obviously like I want to be as inclusionary as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've lost a couple of friendships from that mm-hmm. kind of, they've shared me on their profile, um, their platform expecting me to do the same thing when like, again, you ha- you choose what you want to post and you choose, mm. but I try and actively do it in a way that. Yes, great. You're a big influencer. Um, I am honoured and stuff like that and I'll definitely say thank you and I appreciate you and stuff like that. But why can't they just share you because they want to share you, not because it's a tit-for-tat retaliation yeah. and this is where the bullshit, the b- bullshit comes into it. Um, and I just think it's something for people to be real, really aware of. Um, mm. Actors and actresses and singers and and influencers as well, there's a lot of narcissism mm-hmm. involved in oh, this. Oh, 100%. You have to you be have to a have, little bit narcissistic. Well, you have to have narcissistic traits, yeah. right, oh, I'm, to be I'm, able to do, to do what you do and be able to lose friendships with people and only promote people because you want something in return. Yeah. Like that, yeah, that's that, I oh, just... I drives me crazy yeah. and I just can't do it. And that's me. That's yeah. my choice. Um, I do support my friends who are influencers. If I see that, you know, they do um, they do other content, it contributes to the community, that's great. So if they do have a paid post, I do make a point of commenting on it and yeah. giving them engagement. Yeah. Um, and I also, because I know them personally too, I do believe, you know, that what they're saying is true because I yeah. know that they'll only work with certain brands. But then there's people that say they'll only work with certain brands, but um, then every single day they're doing an ad, they I'll only work with brands that I love. Wow, you fucking love a lot of shit, man. Yeah. I actually, I'm like a dump and go person. I don't really scroll. I don't look at people's stories and I know that people know that. Um, it's not something that I actively find myself doing. Yeah. I don't look at who looks at my stuff. I sort of just dump and then I'm like, all right, I'm It's called done. Post and Ghost. Yeah. I'm just taking a big dump on people. Yeah, shitting <laughs> on people's dicks. <laughs> um, so, again, that's another bit of friction that I find as well mm. is because I may not 
I'm not as prevalent in the community and I'm not as prevalent on the platform. So then that's another, tra- like, does this, she really like me or is she like, blah, blah. well, then I think people need to, you know, invest more in that friendship in yeah. catching up in things that are outside of the gram. And you like, know what I mean? You do lose faith in people and I do have real life friends and my friendship group is extremely diverse. Yeah. Extremely diverse in age, in ethnicity, in ability. Yeah. Um, and and I love that for me. And a lot of my friendships are offline. And I spend a lot of time with these people and I don't share it online because every time I go out to a cafe with my friends, it doesn't have to be documented. Yeah. I, I just don't want to live my life that way. And I guess um, kudos to people who do. But we need to be very aware of how fake it is and what, uh, like you say, the transverse effects of that lifestyle if you mm. want to be a full-time. I'm a live-in-the-moment in- person. Yeah, because yeah. you're not an influencer. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. for influencers who it's their full-time job, it's literally everything's content to the, fa- to, the, to the point of faking reunions at airports clearly or yeah. pregnancy tests, yeah. um, faking reactions, contriving content, leveraging grief and sorrow for clicks. Yeah. And to me it's just morally bankrupt. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. Um, I think it, it's manipulative. And it comes down to the reason why you do it. Yeah. I love genuine connection. I think that's my whole my whole issue um and it was just interesting listening to businesses talk about the fact that it just doesn't work anymore yeah um so i think i think micro influencers have more effect with their friends and family than the max influencers do because influencing when it was new people really believed you know that i mean look at ashley Bynes for example bondi boost look what she did for bondi boost Mm. um you know and she is someone who i had a brand um many moons ago when she was pregnant with taj and greddy was pregnant too and they were amazing Mm. to work with and created generated great results because there was that trust there now um and i'm not talking about ashley Bynes, but now in general with influencers there's just no trust whereas with yeah. micro influencers um they tend to have a more family friendship based following yeah um, and they believe what they say i mean it's this century's word of mouth mm. and if you don't trust what that person's saying then you're not going to take into account what they're going to do yeah i think my biggest takeaway is just unfollow those people mm. like if you're if you're constantly seeing someone pop up in your feed and you're like, you're fake. This is fake. I know this is recreated drama. I know that you're leveraging something. Unfollow them. Mute but see, them. and this is the thing, right? Especially over COVID, we've seen the rise of the authentic influencer, which is something that I think is so important. And there's something that I try and live by. You see a lot more people getting popular, especially on TikTok and stuff like that, who take a video straight away and then that's it. TikTok is the place for that on 100%. Yeah. Um, a lot of that is is genuine and people are um, just mums or, you know, just, you know, putting the bins out and something happens and it's being captured on film. TikTok al- algorithm can shoot you far and wide. Mm. It's completely different. It's very similar to Instagram's original algorithm. So yep. people can grow on TikTok really easily mm-hmm. and a lot of people can find them. Um, so I think TikTok, people are stuck in Instagram with the um, being not authentic at all. So a lot of big influencers on Instagram don't have the following on TikTok because people don't buy into it. But you can have huge TikTok people who just don't have the Instagram following yeah. because they're, they're almost two completely different platforms and you yeah. can't post the same stuff. So I yeah. actually post different videos to my TikTok than I do to yeah. my Instagram. Different sort of community that I have. I'm the same person, but the community that's been built to 70,000 followers on TikTok is a different kind of community than the 97% female, you know, worthy, Mm. uh, self-worth, self-love oriented army that is on Instagram. As an influencer and as a plus size influencer or anyone who's diverse in the influencer broad landscape. Yeah. It can be so detrimental to your mental health. And TikTok is brutal. Oh, it's like the the worst. I got, I got um, bullied on TikTok once I had a panic attack. I went and had a bath because when I have a panic attack, I get cold. Mm. So, um, and my husband's like, you okay? I'm like, I've just got to get warm. I'm just, I've got to get in the tub. And I was like, I just want to delete myself from the world right now. Um, Now I've developed really thick skin to it. And I get like, especially men commenting all the time. Yeah. yeah. The first time it happened to me because I'd built up this community on Instagram. On Instagram of women, right? And it's like. People only follow you because they want to follow you and stuff like that. And then all my stuff getting pushed everywhere. I was like. Oh shit! Oh shit! Yes, yeah. I know I'm a beast, but it's fine. Like I'm, I'm fine. 
I loved one of your responses to your <coughs> anonymous um, questions that come through. You had so many nasty things. But when you said, and for the last time, I don't have lipedema. I'm just fucking fat. Yes. I was the like The amount this. of times I have been told you have lipedema. Do you know that before that there, there is a rise of lipedema and I had someone with lipedema on to talk about this, but I feel like it's an extremely hard thing to diagnose, extremely hard, but suddenly there's all these diagnoses from cosmetic surgeons. Yeah. There's only one way to remove lipedema and that is through liposuction. I can get rid of it for you when it may not necessarily be lipedema, but also every fat person does not have fucking lipedema. I'm just, I just like to fucking eat, man. Yeah, curries and shits on dick. <laughs> Loves a vindaloo, shit on your dick. That's a good vindaloo, darling. Yeah. That's on my dating profile. Have a yeah. look. May shit. May Comes shit with warning. On your dick. <laughs> but fun time Thank and you. we'll wear my cowgirl hat. Have you ever heard of the Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a big night on the drinks, doll. Just when you wake up, just abandon, just don't come don't in the Don't come in the bathroom. Suite. We're doing a Jesse and all I hear is <laughs> bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> Me just on the ground. I literally just sit on the ground and just let it happen. That's what people do when their kids have gastro. They just put them in the bath or the shower and let it flow. Yeah, I'm still a child. You are still a child. My baby, Jessie. All right, beautiful. Thank you so much for Mm, coming in and getting a little bit off Switzerland. I know, I know, you know. I don't. We had to, I know. Again, I'm this person who's very opinionated, but also I care a lot about people so look same let's be let's be honest like literally (laughs) i'm not saying that you don't like "Mm, you bitch (laughs) you're a bitch nash um no i think i think women supporting women is important but i think we have to draw a line Mm. of when we say this is actually manipulation tactics this is not okay you know like um multi-level marketing and things like that i think um influencing is is heading in that direction like multi-level marketing where you're manipulating and using people's terrible situations to make money for yourself and that it's okay to say that that's not okay and yes not everyone does it but it's okay to call it out when it does happen and help people become aware of that so they're not targeted and they don't end up in you know believing things feeling less about themselves because they believe these situations and friendships and lifestyles to be something that they're not yeah and i think that's okay 100 percent. yeah all right beautiful thank you thank you it's time for nessa's burn book today's addition to the burn book is anthony albanese our pm for deciding that thursday will be a public holiday day of mourning for the queen One, sir, if you can so quickly arrange a public day of mourning, negatively affecting many people and businesses, including mine, mate, it's podcast recording day, then you can change the date on the 26th of January. You can change the date or maybe create another day of mourning for the murder of Indigenous Australians. Instead, we see white people sinking beers whilst floating on inflatable thongs. Two, so many businesses will either have to close, loss of money, or pay their staff penalty rates loss of income. Like we are already financially fucked from COVID. Cost of living is at an all-time high. Wages aren't increasing. Rates are up again. But let's make a public holiday to mourn the queen. Whether you're a monarchist or not, Albo, you're going in the bin. You're going in the book, Dale. You're in. You're in the burn book. All right. Wasn't very nice. We don't want a public holiday on Thursday. I'm not mourning the queen. Many people aren't mourning the queen and change the date. All right, that's us for today's episode. Same time next week, I've got the amazing Jules Robinson in studio. Always seen as prim and proper, Jules wants to come on and show that there is another side to Jules Robinson. See you then, bitches. If you love this episode, please be sure to subscribe, follow, and rate us five stars. Join us on Instagram at SoUnLadyLikePod and Journey to Worthy Official and keep sending in your questions, confessions, and opinions. You guys are so unladylike and we are here for it. See you next week, bitches.